Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Early Parenting Podcast. In today's episode, I did a guest interview with the beautiful Kath Bequee, who is the founder and creator of Fitness Mama Membership. She has her own podcast, she is a women's health physio, and she has her own membership supporting pregnant women, have a healthy, active pregnancy, moving into a healthy childbirth, and a strong recovery. We spoke about today five tips on getting back into exercise after you've had your baby because Kath has a strong belief that you shouldn't just be going gangbusters from the minute your baby's born. And I have to agree. And it was so insightful for me just to be able to mentally prepare myself for how I will look at recovering and getting back into exercise after Tiny Diamond's arrival. Anyway, I hope you enjoy this interview. Welcome to the Early Parenting Podcast, where we help you navigate the somewhat tricky world of parenthood so you can love the crap out of being a mama. I'm your host, Jen Butler, and I'm an early parenting consultant and a mama of two busy, busy boys. Join me as I explore all things early parenting and deliver them to you in toddler-friendly, bite-sized lessons. Because let's be honest, your toddler is probably smothering pseudo-cream on the wall as we speak. I'll be dropping my hottest tips on baby and toddler sleep, feeding, boobs, behavior, and so much more. Are you ready to feel confident in motherhood? Let's dive in. Okay, welcome aboard, Kath. So good to have you here today. I thought we could get started with a little bit of an introduction on who you are. Thank you, Jen. And it's so nice to catch up. I know we've been on Instagram for so long now. <laughs> I've actually seen each other face to face. When is it going to happen? <laughs> I know, it's really nice. We're actually face to face here well, too. So it's on lovely. Zoom, face to face, that yeah. counts, right? Yeah. It's the new it's a new way of catching up post covid let's be Absolutely. honest. Absolutely. <laughs> so my name's Kath Bequee. I'm a physiotherapist for women. So I see women clinically during a pregnancy and postnatal phase for issues with incontinence, back pain, all those sorts of things. I do see women face to face, but I've also got an online program which has workouts for pregnancy, safe workouts for pregnancy to help you stay active and stay moving even if you feeling exhausted and tired and your aches and pains and all the rest. And also it's an online program for postnatal recovery too. So getting you back moving, getting you back doing what you love with a bubba by your side. So that's it in a nutshell. I'm sitting here like going, all right, so I'm 27 weeks pregnant and I actually have been quite active up until the last couple of weeks. And it's just, I was hit with sickness and then just exhaustion, but I know I need to get back into it because, gosh, it makes you feel so good. And so far, I have not had some of the ailments that I had in my other pregnancies, like really bad hips. And I had a week where it was probably bad. I'm putting it down to keeping fitter this pregnancy than I have in any of the other pregnancies. Oh, isn't that great? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And you know what? This is why I developed the program because my first pregnancy was fine. It was great. Second pregnancy, we'd moved house. I had a toddler on board. I had really bad pelvic girdle pain. I found it too hard. I knew I needed to exercise, but to go for a walk wasn't right for me at the time. 
And I worked in a Pilates studio, so there's no reasons why I couldn't go. But the effort of taking my toddler or finding babysitter, getting into the car, you know, driving there, finding car park, walking to the place, I just, it was all too much. So it was a real big instigator behind getting an program to do at home that you could do 10 minutes when you've got the time, when your toddler's running around, you know, tearing up the house. You could still do five minutes <laughs> because, I, yeah, I think it comes to a stage in a woman's life where you just need to do something at home because otherwise you end up doing nothing. It can get really tricky, can't it? I agree. And, like, I've had a really good mindset shift recently. Instead of having this silly all-or-nothing approach, I have just been like, you know what, if it's 10 minutes today and that's all I get, that is wonderful. And perhaps another day it'll be 60 minutes or for like whatever I feel like, you know. And as soon as I dropped that expectation that it needed to be this 40-minute session or something for it to matter, because all these little chunks add up too. Mm. I think that's the biggest takeaway is it's like, it adds up every little bit you do. It's better than doing nothing. (laughs) Absolutely, Jen. And you know what? The fact that you've had that realisation is amazing because you're right. You might be feeling a bit achy and sore at the end of the day and tired, but instead of thinking, oh, I've got to do a whole workout, I'm not going to do it, you do five minutes of beautiful stretches and exercises that wakes up your core and you feel reinvigorated afterwards and exactly. you feel vitalized, not exhausted. And that's what I say to all my members. I'm like, I don't want you feeling exhausted after this workout. I want you feeling amazing. Something is better than nothing. If you do five minutes, amazing. If you do the whole 40 minutes, great. Like whatever. Whatever you can handle. You. Absolutely. I love that. Well, the focus of today, even though I could probably talk to you about pregnancy, given that that would be very selfish of where I'm at, (laughs) we're going to talk about the after, the postnatal period. And I guess, you know, there's a few things that we're going to go through, but really about this whole, all right, you've got bub. And we were saying before we started recording, like, it's our own pressure. We do it to ourselves. I know I'm not only speaking for myself here because I've spoken to plenty of friends to know how you have this baby and then you're like, all right, let's get my pre-baby body back. And I know, like, I know that I, you know, you just, you want to feel good about yourself. There's a very good reason for it, but there's going to be a right and a wrong way to do things. And I thought that it'd be fantastic for us to chat a little bit about what's the best way to move back into exercise after having a baby. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. People do want to get their body back. And and I think part of that is because it's changed so much during yeah. pregnancy and after birth. And, you know, you look at yourself and you think, oh, my gosh, you know, I'm 30 years old or whatever, however old you are, 25, 35. And you think, I've never been like this my whole life. And suddenly here I am. So it's a big topic and it's great we are talking about it. But what we were saying earlier as well does also relate to after pregnancy. So even doing five minutes here and there, once you've got a newborn baby, you're exhausted, right? You're tired. You've probably been up every hour of the night perhaps. So Mm -hmm. to take that pressure off and just think, let's do something five minutes to make me feel good rather than thinking I've got to do a whole workout because your body probably doesn't need that. Anyway, I've got six tips to help boost your afterbirth recovery. So they sort of take you right from that early postnatal phase straight after childbirth. And then we can talk through to, you know, the later phase when you're ready to get back into more your 
normal things, which I say with inverted commas. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I know exactly what you mean there. (laughs) Yeah. So the first tip for those first six weeks, and this is really to help with your pelvic floor and core, is to not lift anything heavier than your baby for six weeks. And I feel this is so important, whether or not you've had a vaginal delivery or a cesarean delivery. And I feel that women who have a cesarean delivery perhaps do it better because they're told by the doctors Mm. not to lift anything heavier than your baby. And often if you've had a cesarean, you're not allowed to drive for a few weeks. Whereas without those restrictions, and I know I was the same, like when you are able to drive, you're suddenly getting your baby and the capsule and the pram in and out of the car. It can end up weighing a lot. A capsule with a baby can be, what is it, you know, 10 kilos or something. They're heavy. Mm-hmm. So every time we do lift things in that early period, like what's happened with the vaginal delivery is your pelvic floor, but not just your muscles, your connective tissue, your fascia, all those soft tissues have stretched like an elastic band. And those early few weeks are crucial for helping that natural recoil to occur. So we want to take those soft tissues and structures off the stretch so that they can knit over. So one way to help with that is to not lift anything heavier than your baby for six weeks. If you're naturally not driving, I think you're more likely to be resting at home, not walking as much, perhaps putting your feet up a little bit more. I think some cultures do this really well when, you know, in the hut and your only job is to feed your baby. Mm-hmm. Whereas in our society, unfortunately, our partner's back at work within two weeks, right? So you might be at the supermarket with a trolley in one hand and a toddler on the other hip. So it's a big issue and it's tricky as well because sometimes you just have to get out and about. Mm. It's funny you say this because, like, I was definitely straight back into it and this this time I actually want to go in and do the whole, it's not going to be the fourth trimester full rest, it's just not going to be possible, but to at least be able to do that rest in the first six weeks. If I could do six weeks of minimal, that would be like such a change for the busy hustle that I'm used to doing. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Same thing, Jen, when I had my first, I think I was one of the first few of my friendship groups that had a baby. And I think it's part of the process of becoming a mother, but I just felt that life would continue as normal. My friends would ask me out for a coffee. I was proud to show off my baby. Like I wanted to get out and about. And it Mm. wasn't until... A couple of weeks in, in the evenings, I started to feel real heaviness around my pelvic area, which is a sign of prolapse. Mm. And it was a real wake up call because I'd had a you know great birth and feeling amazing. I consider myself pretty fit and strong and active. And then to suddenly be feeling like I had a ton of bricks sitting on top of my pelvic floor in mm. the evenings, it was a huge wake up call. And I was like, I've been doing too much. Yeah. Even though for me, it didn't feel like much. And I think that's the tricky part is that often women say, I'm not doing much, but just the act of being upright against gravity for your pelvic floor muscles is a lot. Yeah. So if you want to help your afterbirth recovery and if you want to get back to running those first six weeks, let's really chill out. Take that time to rest and that's actually going to help you get back to what you want to do sooner instead of just thinking, right, let's get back into this straight away. So one step forward. Well, one step back so that you can take two steps forward, basically. Absolutely. And you know what? You could be the strongest woman in the world, but once you've had a baby, and this is vaginal or cesarean, it's not just your muscles that have been stretched. 
either your connective tissue and fascia and everything around your pelvic floor area have been stretched or your abdominals have been sliced open. So either way, it doesn't matter if you're the strongest person in the world, you still need time for that natural healing process Mm. and the knitting together of all the soft tissues to occur. Mm, I love that. Great advice. Okay, number two. It's similar, but if you've had a vaginal delivery, those first few days, ice, 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 baby. Ice, ice baby. <laughs> ding, 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 That's ding. exactly right. And if you've had a cesarean, that pain relief. So mm. getting onto the pain relief and log rolling to get out of bed. The natural thing is you, you want to sit up and that puts your abs under a lot of pressure. I definitely have to log roll right now. (laughs) Yeah, that's right, during pregnancy. So for those who are listening who don't know what a log roll is, it's when you're lying, let's say you're lying on your back, instead of just sitting up to get out of bed, roll onto your side first and then you use your arms to push you up and you let swing your legs over at the same time. So you use that momentum to help you get up into sitting and it's much less effortful and it puts your abdominals under a lot less pressure. Yeah, I love that. That's great. And Pretty I love simple. that ice. It's like running a marathon. How do people recover from marathons? They, what's that, RISA? Like what would mm. it used to be? RISA, rest, ice, compression, compression elevation. elevation. Yeah, gosh, well, that's, that's taking right. me back to my PE days. <laughs> exactly right, Jen. And you know what my next tip is, number three? What? Well, we can't really elevate the area. Yeah. So bursts of horizontal rest throughout the day. Love and this doesn't need to mean lying down all day because I know what it's like to be a mum of a newborn baby. Maybe you've got a toddler in the house. Like you're not going to be able to lie down for long periods. But even two minutes lying down to take your pelvic floor off stretch or get to give your abdominals a bit of a rest. So two minutes or five minutes lying down. And this is where I think mastering breastfeeding lying down is Mm -hmm. amazing unfortunately i couldn't master breastfeeding lying down until my third baby Mm. so i know it can be a bit trickier but if you can have that support or if you are able to breastfeed lying down you're killing two birds with one stone aren't you Mm, absolutely and it is it's hard to breastfeed lying down but geez it's a skill that's worth really working on for not only for the reasons you're talking about but just for ease of feeding overnight or to have a rest at the same time and bub can have a sleep next to you you can have Mm. so many i actually mastered it with ted and i used to feed him and have a little snooze next to him like that was my savior oh that's good yeah it was beautiful too amazing love that and also with the breastfeeding lying down in terms of aches and pains you know these little babies do end up weighing a lot so if you can have Mm. a few times when you're feeding without having to support their body and hold them up it can also be great. Absolutely, yeah. But don't be hard on yourself if you can't breastfeed lie down, yeah. lying down. But persevere. I did it on my third and it was amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if suddenly you clicked. get it, yeah, if you get it, then it is a game changer, isn't it? Yeah. So number four, how much can I walk in those early days once I've had a baby? Mm-hmm. And this is a tricky one because it depends on a lot of things. It depends on what type of delivery you had Uh, it depends on your energy levels how sleep deprived are you how's your body feeling have you got stitches and you're really sore or so it does depend on a lot so what I'm going to say here is just a general recommendation as is everything we're talking about today do have a chat to your own healthcare provider or physio if you want more of a tailored approach but in the first week I recommend no more than five minutes walking Mm. 
So that might be around the hospital ward or at a maximum around the block if it's a small block. So five minutes, it's really your body might feel good, but as I said before, your pelvic floor and everything's on stretch and we want to deload that as much as possible to help with that natural recovery. And remember thinking about that elastic band, we want that natural recoil to occur Mm. as much as possible. And five minutes could be a few times a day, so it doesn't mm, only that's five a good minutes. Idea, just to do a few lappies a few times, to- like, you know. Yeah, a few yeah. laps, then have a lie down, then go for another I, little lap. I think back to when I had the boys and it's sort of like, oh, yeah, you might think, oh, yeah, let's get out walking. But the reality is exactly like everything is just floppy. That's how you mm. feel. It's just yeah. floppy. <laughs> so glamorous. It's a sensation, isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> Yeah. So, and then the second week, build up five minutes each week slowly. So the second week, you might be doing 10 minutes. The third week, 15 minutes. Fourth week, 20 minutes. Fifth week, 25. And so that means by the time you get to the six-week mark, that's 30 minutes. Mm. You know, that's a decent walk, I think, if you just had a baby. So I know a lot of people will be like, no way, I can do 30 minutes in my first week or second Mm. week. And I'm sure you probably can. But I guess we just want to ask the question, why? When you're saying that, I'm thinking that it's sort of like the why do you need to? Like you think you're enjoying it and you would be enjoying it. Like it's not about thinking that you're enjoying it. You probably do think this is lovely to be out and all of those things. But it's more just thinking what are you doing to your body too soon, you Mm. know? But having said that, some people might find they can go for a 30-minute walk in those early couple of weeks and they're they're totally fine and it's absolutely fine. So that's where I I think, again, this is very much generalised information. But another way to think about that is you've got the rest of your life to recover and get fit again after having a baby. Your body is hopefully going to last you for the next 70, 80 years of your life. So when you think of benefit versus risk, going for a really long walk in those early couple of weeks, is it worth it? Yeah, I love that. It actually does restructure things and gets you thinking and going. Because this is what I mean. It's not always the pressure of mums wanting to get fit again. Sometimes they literally like exercises their crack, you know? Yeah, yeah it's, and for their headspace, <laughs> I get that. I was going to say the mentality, like, mm. you know, and I know for me it's hugely beneficial for my mental health, but I feel that a five-minute walk can do that to, you know, even a couple of times a day can be a good booster. And, you know, it doesn't take long. Zero to six weeks goes like that and next That's minute right. you're up to a 30-minute yeah. walk anyway. Yeah, so. and I guess that the other thing, though, is if you do decide you want to set out on a longer walk, the other tip is to walk in a loop or some sort of mm-hmm. circle or a block so that you don't get stuck halfway and think, oh, my gosh, I've got to walk the whole way back again. How's my body going to handle it? So if you do decide you want to try a longer walk, perhaps do a circle or a loop so that you can just monitor your body how it goes. Yes. Yeah, that's smart. Okay. The next one is starting your pelvic floor and core. I remember it being a real shock in those early couple of days when I couldn't hold my pelvic floor for long after a vaginal delivery. And I think for women to know that in those early few days, if you can do a zip-up release, Zip Mm. up, release. It's all about getting that brain muscle connection. It's not about doing long holds, Mm. you know, endurance holds, that sort of stuff. So let's do some really little pulses regularly throughout the day. And then you'll find as the days and weeks go by, you can start to hold for longer. It's like like what you are saying before with that recoil. It's like you can't expect to be able to hold. Like when you're still in that recoil mode, 
you're not going to be able to hold on for very long, are you? So realistic expectations. <laughs> yeah. Did you know? Yeah, I think this is quite fascinating. You know, for footy players on the footy field and they strain a hamstring, mm-hmm. I think it strains at about 18% if it lengthens beyond 18% of its natural length. Mm-hmm. Pelvic floor can stretch up to 300% of their natural length. Like they're just amazing muscles, that, right? That is incredible. I'm going to tell my husband that who is a Three footy times. player and has probably strained his hammy a few times and I'm going to no, be like, oh, dude. My hammy's so sore. I've got, yeah. Oh, don't <laughs> whinge to me about your 18%, mate. 300. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's pretty amazing. So anything that's stretched that much, I reckon does need a bit of love. <laughs> yeah, yes. And that's the other thing is often I hear women say, I don't have an abdominal muscle separation and I haven't had any stitches or I haven't had a tear, so I'm ready to get back into running. Whereas it's really not about, so this is the next thing is to start a rehab plan from six weeks onwards. Mm, because, and this is where I find people tend to fall away because we're often told, and you see it on social media and stuff, don't start running until you're three months postnatal. The problem is if you put a time stamp on it, you might not have been doing much this previous three months. And this is why I've developed a 12-week return to running program because I found that so many women were going from sort of nothing to suddenly getting back to running without the rehab mm. steps in place. And this is, as a physio for women, this is when I'd see women in the clinic perhaps with their first ever periods of incontinence or prolapse signs is when they get back into running maybe six months, nine months postnatal, but they haven't done the rehab. So when I talk about rehab, I'm talking about a structured pelvic floor and core program. So not just sit-ups, not just planks. It's There's so many more abdominal exercises to do. But also it's not just about the pelvic floor and core. Your whole body needs to be given the chance to gradually increase its strength. Mm. So, yes, walking is a great first stage, but I'd argue it's not enough if you want to get back to running let's get those quads firing those glutes firing let's start some dynamic jumps and bounds and leaps so that's what my 12-week program steps women through because I was just I'd had enough of (laughs) women having issues I felt you know what we can do something about this so we just need a bit more of a structured step-by-step program and I can understand too right when your body's feeling good like sometimes you just wait did you find this you just wake up one morning thinking I'm feeling great exactly that this is probably what my postpartum period looked like nothing nothing maybe a few walks because I really didn't (laughs) prioritize exercise up until this pregnancy oops the days you know and just chuffing along like that and then suddenly like hey let's get fit again and going from being just I can't even remember what I would have done with the boys but probably just jump straight into something that I probably wasn't ready physically mm-hmm. to do even though my body felt good probably what happens is then the next day your body doesn't feel good because you went too hard too quickly without any of that pre-work I guess that's mm-hmm. disheartening you know then you're sort of like Ugh. So I love the idea of this progressive, you know, rehab. I love how you're calling it rehab because it's seriously, let's treat our bodies the way we should. You know, what happens if someone on the footy field has an injury? They will have a period of rest generally. They won't get straight back into footy. What happens? They go through a strength. They they might hit the gym. They might start some run-throughs. They might just go back to a small amount of training with the other footy players. 
And then once they progressed a bit more, they might do a quarter match or a half match before finally getting into a full match. This is where women tend to fall behind. There's so much focus on pregnancy and childbirth and it's this rehab plan. You know, we want our bodies to be amazing for the rest of our lives. We don't want to be leaking when we're 50, 60. And we know that pregnancy and childbirth do pose a greater risk for our pelvic health. Whereas, unfortunately, it's generally once women have issues that they pay attention to it. Mm. So if nothing else, if whoever's listening today, get yourself a bit of a plan of action with your pelvic floor and core. I, like, instantly am thinking to myself now, like, I was sort of going, how will I go about it? And now I know that it's going to be about looking at it from a rehab point of view. Mm -hmm. I think I'll be jumping on your programs, girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's great. And we only just launched it six weeks ago and so they're halfway through it and everyone's like, oh, my gosh, I'm running, like, three kilometres a few times a week. I'm loving it. So there's, like, a running plan to guide you through, you know, what should you be doing each day. And then there's a Pilates class focusing on pelvic floor and core. And then there's a running Pilates class, I'm calling it. So Mm -hmm. it's more of a running workout. So we're incorporating gentle squat jumps and those higher level activities. That's awesome. Yeah. And that's exactly like, you know, when it's done under the guidance of a woman's health physio who kind of know what they're talking about. And in a progressive way that builds it up, like, yeah, just six weeks, going to be nothing. And then progressively building up, treat it like a rehab. And then where's your body at from there? It's going to be much easier to introduce the things that, you know, I used to do a lot of weight training. Probably be better able to do that when I've done that rehab program. (laughs) Yeah, that's really good. And, you know, my friend started back at netball. She's got a one-year-old and she said she was a bit nervous. You know, she hadn't played netball since before her first child, right? Mm -hmm. So a few years ago. And she said before the match, all the mums were nervous and they were all running to the toilet a million times Mm -hmm. because they were worried that they were going to leak. And a few of them said that they were wearing pads. And I said, oh, have they done rehab? Like they just stepped out of childbirth, gone for a few walks. I was like, oh, my gosh, no. Like we need to have that confidence before we get back into netball or basketball or something. You should feel really confident you're not going to leak. Yeah. So even like with getting back into netball, I know it's not running, but this is where this return to running program, like whatever you do, you wouldn't want to just start off going for a 40-minute run. You'd start off with a minute run three minutes walk. Yes. Minute run, three minutes walk. That's sort of progression and then slowly build it up. Definitely won't be returning to netball unless I have got my body into a place that's ready to cope with the jumping that netball involves. Mm. (laughs) But you know what as well though, if you get injured, it's not like in your teens or early 20s or something, you've now got a family to look after. You can't be injured. Like it's just. No, No. I don't have time. We don't have time to be injured. Exactly right. I have one more question before we wrap up, Kath. Obviously, after we've gone through, you know, six weeks, ideally, we're basically doing not a lot other than just maybe a five-minute walk and building that up. Then we're moving into more of a rehab, you know, when we're ready to do that. After that, would you say if you've allowed that rehab period, 
let's say, I don't know, I'm going to throw F45 into the mix or something like I know people love to do, like it's very popular at the moment. Is it safe to do that then if you've treated yourself in that rehab period or is there still another phase where it's like, just go easy, sister? Like what's your advice? Yeah, good question. I think that depends on how your body's going. In the ideal world, it would be amazing if every single woman who's had a vaginal delivery and a cesarean to go and have a pelvic floor assessment. Because that will really help to give you that individualised approach. Mm. In terms of getting back into F45, yeah, 100%. Go and get that confidence Mm. that you're doing pelvic floor contraction properly. If you've got any issues with leaking pelvic health issues, then you're probably not ready to Mm. get into F45 or F45 is difficult because I don't believe you can modify or change up what exercise you're doing. Mm. In my return to running program, for example, I've got – burpees as an exercise but then there's three progressions to burpees so if you're not ready for burpees you can do level one or you can do level two or you can do level three so if you are wanting to get back into f45 or something like that making sure you've again gone through those levels so that you're not just hitting a burpee suddenly i'd argue pretty much every exercise out there you can modify it to give it a few easier options. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe instead of going straight back into F45, you do a different sort of gym program that offers you a few more alternatives. And then once you've been doing that for a little while, then you get back into F45. Exactly. I just think that that advice of just get that tick off, that your body's okay, yeah. have that individual assessment. And they don't need to happen separately. They might both yeah. be happening at the same time too. So you might have a pelvic floor assessment whilst you're doing your rehab and then yeah. you have another pelvic floor assessment as you progress with your rehab. So yeah, it doesn't have to be that you only work on your pelvic floor and then you only work on your rehab. They can definitely be intertwined. Mm. I love that. This has been incredibly insightful. And even though I said that I wasn't going to be selfish and this has actually now set me up for my postpartum journey. (laughs) Yay, that's great. So I thought let's finish up, let everyone know where we can find you. Okay, you can find me on Instagram at fitnessmama. So it's a bit funny with the spelling. It's Mm F-I-T-N-E-S-T-M-A-M-A and website www.fitnessmama.com. And there's some freebies on there too on the website. So there's a free online sort of a bit of a masterclass. So you can head to fitnessmama.com forward slash free and I'll take you through a few steps to help you have a great afterbirth recovery and a healthy pregnancy. Fantastic. This is, yeah, this is a world of health. Like, you know, there's so much, obviously I'm in the world of focusing on, let's talk about how we look after baby and everything. And I'm, but I'm very passionate about, let's talk about how we can look after mum. And this is a conversation that's super important in the, physical part and also we know that exercise has such an emotional component to it for good you know positive mental health so i'm glad we have had this chat kath that's all right and i've also got a podcast so if your listeners love podcasts come and check out the fitness mama podcast too and i'm going to be on that very soon we're going to do another recording another day so we'll be able to chat away stay tuned (laughs) amazing kath thank you so much thanks jen so great to speak